0: iHeartRadio Black Excellence Hello and welcome back to our second episode of our iHeartRadio Black Excellence series. I'm Jamar McNeil and I'm joined by Azalea Hart, James Nellis, and Leah Abrams to talk about Black representation in mainstream media. And as mainstream media hosts, I'm sure we all have a lot to say about that. So let's just get right into it um number one I think we should start by just letting everybody who may not be familiar with what we do um let them know what we do uh Azalea why don't you start
1: okay um I am a on-air personality with Chum um and then I do a lot of other freelance uh stuff around the city which is amazing so uh yeah and then we'll I guess we'll
2: get into that more a little bit later
0: (laughs) word word okay Leah go ahead
2: I am the morning show producer for Virgin Mornings,
0: and that's it. Right here here in Toronto (laughs) as well. Dames, (laughs) let them know what's up. (laughs) Dames.
3: Yeah, yeah. You know me, Uh, radio DJ, host personality, whatever you want to call it, with Virgin Radio Toronto in the city, and actually, I guess I could say across the country, too, because I have a show that airs from coast to coast on the weekends, so... Uh, we're busy over here yeah we're definitely busy but it's it's taking some time to get to where we're at when you say mainstream media i think what you're referring to is like format you know which we'll dive into because sometimes uh not everybody who's outside of the business knows what we mean when we say mainstream media and i think the keywords
0: mainstream media are a hot topic right now you know so you made you make some good points there, dames good points
3: yeah so what i mean is like you know when we're when we're going to talk about you know representation within mainstream media from my point of view it's like you know we do top 40 radio on virgin right so essentially it's it's going to be in an ideal world something for everybody who's tuned into that station you can play a taylor swift record you could play a drake record you could play uh, a vici record and you know as opposed to like something that may be a little bit less mainstream which I think is just really derivative from the term advertising, right? Like what we're really talking about it, like mainstream is like, how are we going to get the most eyes on this particular product or service in order to capitalize on advertising dollars, right? So no. that is something I think that, you know, it's important to kind of... Uh, define right off the top of the conversation, because we're looking at stuff, you know, we're all in mainstream media. I work for Virgin. Leah works for Virgin. Both you and Azalea work for, for Chump, which is mainstream media, for Bell Media, for iHeartRadio. It's it's all kind of mainstream stuff. But like I said, that, that phrasing mainstream media, especially now in 2022, is like super hot, super hot one way or the other. A lot of it has to do with COVID and vaxes and all that kind of stuff. But as a member of media, sometimes I feel attacked when they start coming at mainstream media, you know so yeah, that yeah everybody that, else, that, that
0: is not all of It's us, funny you know? that you said that, James, because I didn't even think of it that way because the the word mainstream media, you know, when you're in the performance uh, you know industry part of it, like getting to the mainstream media is an achievement. It's like, yo, because for us, mainstream means the amount of impressions you can make, the amount of people, the mainstream, the masses right. are um taking in this media but in the other world or you know in the in the in the people world when you say mainstream media that's like a curse word almost it's like oh, are you mainstream media it's like whoa it's like it's almost like a put down but basically like dame said we're talking about the uh, the amount of people that can that are uh being impressed upon by the message that it makes sense. it mainstream the, the largest amount of people
1: right so everyone who's in mainstream Uh, for people who are not in mainstream or just uh, people who are listeners or audience they see mainstream as the people who have the most influence
0: the most influence yeah yeah the most uh, and like you said
1: impression so what uh more people see us and i think that that's why this topic is important because Mm -hmm. for representation we are that representation for the mainstream here in toronto
0: no doubt no doubt and for those who don't know my i'm uh the morning show host for toronto's um radio station chum 1045 which is he got the big job he got the, the, the mean, big, big, big job i mean big big job it is a very mainstream you platform big very big job.
3: Job. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what so, it, let's let, sorry let's piggyback on on the on a topic from the last conversation that we had in in okay. terms of to- continued the conversation in terms of mainstream media i remember you know the last in the first episode of this installment we were discussing tlc waterfalls right yeah. and it was like the first time you heard it play on your station it didn't have left eyes uh rap. Yeah, left Eye's rap in it right right and that mm. kind of is the mainstream funnel right like that's like the barometer Right. In which for decades, it's kind of been like, well, this isn't quite mainstream enough. You know, right. if we remove this rap version, then we can you know, some people don't like rap. Some people oh, don't no like hip- like that kind of conversation.
0: Right. And, and, and this is the, all right. So not to cut you off. But what Okay, so now we're talking about black representation in mainstream media and why I believe it is very important to have blacks represented in mainstream media is so that you can have a voice at those tables. You know, from what I understand, and I'm not trying to throw anyone under the bus, but we're just talking about what what it is. From what I understand, the decision to remove that version and a lot of other songs that have raps at some point, because, you know, in like the mid 2000s, early 90s, that was the format of a song. You make a song, the singer sings that and that like verse three, the rap comes in and then you come back to the chorus. Right. Lo and the Locks. You know, J Lo and Montel, Javru, Montel right. Jordan, like right. everybody. That was, that was the format.
3: J Lo was all in the mix. <laughs> <laughs> at,
0: but she put at, the Bronx, so it wrong, so it's good. Of course, of course. But at some point in mainstream radio, a decision was made that we need to remove the rap, the the spoken mm-hmm. word part of these songs, so that either you know, in you know you hear people say we don't want to scare off the audience and let's just be real. We are talking about the white audience um, or we're told that, you know, we got to take this rap. So we make it a little less noisy or abrasive Abrasive, or whatever. And these are all, you know, for, for people of the culture, these are hard things to hear because I mean, for me, and like we said, and if we're going back to the first episode of this podcast, black culture. And if, if we're talking about hip hop culture, for some people it's just a product for some people it's just a song Mm -hmm. for some people it's just you know this is just something to get more ears on a radio station but for me this is literally my culture it's literally like it's not even figuratively like what is my culture it's hip it's it's black culture it's hip-hop it's reggae this is my culture so when you taking my culture and you nitpicking it and picking it apart and taking pieces and switching it out that is disrespectful. Totally. Totally. I agree with that.
3: And, you know, it's not something that's happened overnight. We're talking about, you know, we were talking about the age of hip hop and can we still consider it a new art form? And since day one, it's been, you know, the coolest music on the planet and it kind of infiltrated mainstream media in a very indirect way. But when you're discussing it now in 2022, in the era of the woke, we have, you know, certain terms like, like, like microaggression, And Mm -hmm. that is a microaggression on behalf of the industry. When you take a record that's been designed and produced a certain way and then you alter the record to appeal to a more quote unquote mainstream audience, that is a huge and flagrant microaggression. Not putting it on anybody in our business, the media business, because it doesn't start there. That record is recorded and produced somewhere first and right. then it is presented as a product in order to gain exposure to radio to streaming media to YouTube whatever you say it is so I think we're looking at you know different silos in terms of music and and, and representation media being one part of it of course but what what I actually think and backing up our first conversation and where this all kind of started was like why are they even presenting the option? To play Mm -hmm. the non-rap edit. Like that shouldn't be an edit on the floor. It should be this is the record, this is how the record came out, and this is the way it is. Like Mm -hmm. Dua Lipa and the baby is a different conversation, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. what you have to realize is this: that record was initially presented as Dua Lipa and the Baby, and then a separate version for Dua Lipa and the Baby or without the baby story for exactly
0: what we're discussing. Exactly. Here. It became part of a formula. Like, Hey, you can have a version with the rap. You can have a version So when, rap.
3: so when the baby had that incident and we're not going to get into the incident, but when he had the incident, it was a very easy switch for everybody who was playing that baby. It wasn't like, Oh God, we got to go back there and we got to get our producers to edit out the baby parts. And dah, dah, dah. it was like, okay, well we'll just swap this one for this one. And then we'll just keep going. And that, I think that I think is, is a big part of the issue when it comes to, you know, uh, representation and, and mainstream media.
2: Okay. I, I agree with you, Dames, on that for sure. Um, but to put it on the flip side. So like we've discussed in our first episode, uh, how hip hop uh, is considered or could still be considered a new genre, right? To music, uh, a new um, classic or like a real form of of, of music. Um, so, in the beginning, it was probably quite, like you already suggested, abrasive to people to hear this type of, this form of music, mm-hmm. especially with the introduction of why it was introduced, because, mm-hmm. you know, it was a way of expressing how we felt mm-hmm. in this mainstream world, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, would you say, though, that it has progressed a little bit with, and has, like, being suggested, infiltrated uh, mainstream culture to the point now where there are mainstream artists now considering hip hop to be included in their songs, Absolutely. where 20 years ago, perhaps they wouldn't have. For instance, you mentioned um, uh, Dua Lipa. Mm-hmm. Uh, another track that comes to mind is Payphone by Maroon 5. Right. I know they had Big Sean, and they had a separate track without Big Sean, but they also had a track with Big Sean. Right, I mean, yeah. I think 20 years ago, they probably wouldn't have even regarded Big Sean to place on the song itself. For sure. So I would sure. say, yeah, for sure, there are issues within um, deciding you know, whether hip hop can be considered mainstream in certain areas, but I would say it has progressed to where people feel the need to bring in hip hop culture within, you know, their mainstream art.
3: But what I will say about that is this, it's the artists reaching out and making those connections, the actual mm-hmm. artist. What I think the bigger conversation in regards to mainstream media is, is the presentation of the product, right? Mm-hmm. So meaning, Maroon Five does a record with Wiz Khalifa or Big Sean or whoever because
0: mm-hmm. they have a few. They have a few. Cardi B, Cardi
3: right? B. Oh, they have a You see the formula, guys? You see what's yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. I let, let you finish. No, I'm but if them. so, if you're if you're Maroon Five, right, and you're Adam Levine, and you got you know Maroon Five is a big act, a big pop Massive. rock alt kind of like they just they 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 hit a lot of the p- points, you know, pressure yeah. points. Yeah. And they but they like the hip hop music, they like the culture, they like the lifestyle. So they're I think it's more or less they're reaching out to these artists to get the to get the job done, so to speak. Now, when they present it to the label, the label's going like this. The label's going, well, if we want to hit X, Y, and Z format, what we can do is we can take this part off of this and do this and that and this and that. And that truly is where the problem is. And you know, the reality of it is is it's marketing and advertising Mm -hmm. that is the real underlying issue when you're talking about mainstream media because at the end of the day, guys, we all know it all boils back to the money. No matter what industry you're in, it all boils back to the money. So going back to the initial conversation, I definitely think that hip-hop has evolved to a point where there's so much eclectic uh, sounds like you know, there's a drill scene where, where it arguably is, it is very abrasive, and not everybody wants to hear that. And then there's, you know, stuff where it's more along the lines of Drake, where it's like, well, hold on a second, is this really hip hop, or is this like mm-hmm. a blend of R and B? Is he singing? Is it like, so there's a whole, you know, smorgasbord of of hip hop acts. But I think when you, I think sometimes, you know, people have this history, and it's just embedded in their brain. Like originally, hip hop was depicting real life, right? And yeah. It was that's going right. it, it was fine when it was LL Cool J and the Beastie Boys but when it became NWA and Uncle Luke it became totally different and public like it became something totally different, right? So that there's it's always going to be a balancing act but the, but the to go back to like mainstream media it's just a bigger conversation of what the product is. It's 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 everything behind the product that's designed to move the product either one way or the other, you know? I don't they
1: know. need I black know. people in the offices. They need black people in those roles of, you know, position, that like that position of power that could yes. say, oh, actually we can keep these in because we can get advertising uh, dollars from, you know, other areas. Right. Or they need, you know, they need more people of color in, in those positions to say something. You that know, is I mean? 1,000%. A lot, of, the people, I a lot think- of people in the offices are, you know nine POCs. Well,
0: I think, you know, the, I the, know big, we would... the biggest issue with that is, I'm sorry, but the biggest issue, which which Azalea points out a very, very, uh, a very strong point, because if there was not a person, I'm gonna big myself for a second, if there was not a Black person in the room mm-hmm. to say, hey, you're committing a cardinal sin by taking Lisa dead left eye Lopez out of waterfalls then it's we not going to happen.
1: Make
0: her middle name dead. No. Do you, you understand, I understand, I understand, what understand what I'm saying? This is part, sure. part of the representation conversation because we are talking about representation of media. Yeah. It's important. And I think anybody who's a decision maker, anyone who's a manager, I mean, you should really, really strongly consider diversity because you might have a blind spot in your in your thinking that you might need somebody from the culture yeah. to put a light on for you be like yo that's verse. you know what I'm the sorry? funny part of a all of this verse yeah it's a great verse
3: it's, <laughs> a, it's a very positive verse. you know the, fu- yeah. the funniest yeah. part about all of this is this right what do you think happens when the person that buys the album or buys the single and listens to the signal or the single, sorry, or listens to the song or whatever is listening to. They're listening to the original version of the song. It don't matter how many times you cut up the song yeah. move this piece of song, move that piece of song, If they really like the song, they're gonna find the song and listen to it on their own. Back in the day, they would buy the album, they buy the tape, they'd buy whatever, and they listen to it. Like you, you ever listen to a, a, a clean version and a dirty version? Like, wait, what? Like you're yeah, you're, you're yeah, like yeah. caught off guard. You're like, wait a second, <laughs> what this isn't the version I know. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, like if they're able to drum up enough support to, to where the people enjoy the music and they're going to go buy their music, they're going to get familiar with the original version right. anyway. And that was <laughs> my approach when I was working, you know, behind the scenes right. in programming. It was always yeah. like, listen, don't tamper with the music. Don't edit the music. Don't change the music. Don't add an intro time to the music. Don't cut the outro time to them. Don't take nothing. Unless it was like, you know, abrasive. And there's been a couple times uh-huh. where it's like, all right, yeah, for sure. OK, but but more often than not, when it's just two artists Uh, collaborating to make a song for your described demographic like you have to just play it for what it is because people are going to find it their own way and then you start to talk about mainstream media and authenticity right Mm -hmm. which is a whole nother topic right so So leo your point yes okay
2: yes (laughs) i don't even know if my point even resonates anymore but i think it is uh going back to when we were discussing maroon five and the artist being the one to like Source out, you know, a hip hop connection or a rap verse for their songs. I wouldn't give them that much credit. The yeah. credit I would give it to is more so social media. I think social media more so than people, you know, in the higher ups. Um, I think that's what's deciding what the culture and what mainstream culture looks like today. Uh, It's no longer having the heavyweights at the top of the building deciding what goes where, what sounds good and what people are gonna like anymore. We the people are deciding on social media in real time what or how to move the culture, how to move the needle. The culture is for like, we are seeing many different forms through social media because we can look anything up. We have access to everything. And we decide, I mean, look at Twitter, look at Black Twitter. That (laughs) moves the culture in itself, right? So to have our voices now being finally heard um, and amplified, now the conversation is different. Now mainstream looks different because we are being heard. So I would say, so I would give a lot of credit to social media as to why we are hip hop. When I say we, I mean hip hop. When we, hip hop, are now regarded as mainstream. That's my point.
0: That's a, that's a, that's another great that's point, point. <laughs> you know, it, it, it just, you know, representation matters because um, like Leah says, now that we are uh, able to be represented on a grander scale because of social mm-hmm. media, you have to listen because mm-hmm. the metrics are there. Um, and, you know, just taken from uh, who we are as professionals, we are represented in a, in a building on a platform and, you know, you have to listen to what we say because mm-hmm. um, we Let have me a seat ask- at the table, so yeah. that representation yeah. is equally Give as important.
3: Let me, you know? me ask you a question. Sure, uh, you, Jamar, any of you guys know it, like? Do you guys ever feel like you have to dumb it down just a little bit when you're you, when you're actually like doing your job?
0: You know what? That's a, dames. This is the question that everyone who who knows us and listens to us on the radio oh, and no. knows is asking. Like, do you guys are you? You know, it's it's a it's a two pronged um kind of act if you will number one at the end of the day you're talking to an audience and you don't want to be saying a bunch of stuff that's just going over your audience's head they're like what is this person talking about half the time they're speaking i don't know what language they're talking i don't know what they're referencing i don't get these references so for me personally i try to do a balancing act where i let people who are from my community know that yo I know what's up. <laughs> yo, me no aguan. You understand? You know aguan. I, but yo, I, yo, I, you also, you have to let other people know that like, yo, I, we can, I can see you on your level, but you can also get a look at my level and, you know, where I come from and, you know, in the way I say things and how I say things, I hopefully try to explain and put a little context for those who may not know. Yeah. So for me, it's a, it's a two-pronged approach. Letting people know that, yo, know, I know what's up and letting people know like, hey, this is what's up. You might want to check this out.
1: And I've said this before. Um, sometimes on the morning show, Jamar and I would make jokes that maybe only the Caribbean audience would get. Mm. But then, you know, if some pe- sometimes I take the approach where it's kind of like, if you don't get the joke, it wasn't meant for you. But the people it was meant for right. really appreciate it. We'll get it. it. Yeah. They will get it. and But they appreciate it to a whole other level. The mm. fact that we are even here, we're, they're even hearing things that they That's can the connect funny. with. Yeah. On the morning show with Marilyn Dennis and Jamar. You know what I mean? So I think it's just, it's so important in that. So sometimes I do feel like I reel it in sometimes yeah. and try not to say certain things the way i would say something or react the way i would react normally in everyday life um, but when we do do it we'll get like texts on it from other people who are listening for from the caribbean or i'll get like dms later on on Instagram, to someone okay. saying like oh my god i heard you say this that was so funny i never laughed so hard before you yeah. know what i mean but those little tiny moments that we do get like throw in there on mainstream feel really good for both I us agree. and the, the listener
2: yeah, we have that over at Virgin. So sometimes I come on as producer, Leah, for the Virgin Morning Show. And not only that, I mean, I, I it's only me from the Caribbean in that room. But right. sometimes you're introducing a whole new world to them. Like, for instance, we were talking about, I was talking about how Jamaican restaurants sometimes, you just take what you can get.
3: Yo,
0: big yeah. shots. <laughs> you
2: know know, you know, when I have that, it's like a a
0: fried dumpling? No, not anymore. You having a rice and peas? No, not more. You having a plantain? We more. had it early. We have Run that. out, run no. out. You just yeah. have to just...
2: You just have to suffice with what they give you. And also I was mentioning that like the service might not be so nice and kind, but the food is so delicious and tasty that it's worth going there and the price is nice too. So that was a whole new experience. They didn't know that, you know, this is what, you know, our Jamaican food restaurants in, you know, Toronto are like, and in Jamaica too, by the way. Uh, right. but like that's opening up that. and now they I mean. refer to it back and forth now they they're like oh leah when you went to that jamaican food restaurant how long did you wait so now you're opening up a whole new world for right. a whole new audience so that also helps exactly yeah. we've had no. conversations
1: about whether trinidad kfc is better than Jamaican oh, KFC. we had
0: that too <laughs> yeah. we had a whole Azealia. debate about what? that yeah and it's the beautiful so thing fun. about Jamaica that win. azalea is when people hear those authentic those authentic anecdotes and conversations they go wait a second they get me they understand me they know me they're not just up there just you know Mm -hmm. faking the funk or trying a ting like these people actually are like me and that's just so important once again going back to the title of this, this is representation in mainstream media and sometimes you know us as black folks we're wondering do you want representation or do you just want like a figurehead. Do you want real representation or do you just want a token? Mm, do you want tricky. represent dude? Do, do you want do you want someone that looks like me or do you just want me? Cuz oh, like yeah. this is me. I worry about
1: that all the time. Yes.
0: Well, this what? is this is kind of why I
3: asked you guys that question just now because I remember very consciously when I when I started at Flow, right? Mm-hmm. Flow 935, which is the hip hop station. When I started at Flow, it was independent. It wasn't owned by any big media conglomerate. It was literally gentleman by the name of Denim Jolly mm. been back and forth with the CRTC for the better half of a decade to license a Caribbean slash black radio station in the city to play hip hop, r reggae, soca, you know, mm. so in that and that was in 2001. Funny enough, this week is like the 20 year anniversary or 21 year anniversary of Flo being on. Yeah, the air, yeah, right? yeah. So so, uh, so that's where I started. Right. And, and and I started there as an intern, you know, Worked my way into weekend and a mix show DJ. And then I had the opportunity to come over to Virgin, which was which was a big opportunity. But I was very conscious about what the opportunity was. And and I'm not Mm -hmm. talking about in terms of like, you know, what they see perceptually or whatever. Mm -hmm. I was aware of what the brand was, what it stood for and how I would have to change,
0: Mm -hmm. how I would
3: have to acclimate. Mm. Right. Because there wasn't like there wasn't people you know, there were people on the radio in the city who had Caribbean roots like I did, but Mm. there weren't many doing mainstream media. Right. right? So I remember being very conscious about how I kind of went in in initially and how I was, you know, dressing the way I went in there and how I was speaking. The way I went in there <laughs> and I was very, very conscious about how I was approaching the mainstream top 40 CHR station in the city. And for those country. who don't
0: know, CHR is contemporary hit yeah, radio. So,
3: top 40 radio. Right. Like right. you couldn't be on the air talking that yo, 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 here's Taylor Swift. Right. But, Even though but, record, but can wow. you or can't
0: you, James? Like like that. That's. But, but this is, thing, is, I want, I want, yeah, I want no, to no, put no. a pin in that for well, a second I like, because yeah. I want people who are not black to understand these are daily conversations that black folks people of color, are having with themselves every hour yeah. like we're always saying did i did, was that too hood for them was that a little too caribbean yeah. for them did i did i did i yard mine up that up a little too much well and this like, is the it, thing it, it, for it's me it's stressful it's stressful you <laughs> for know what me saying? like
3: i'm mixed right so i yeah. I, I can i literally like just kind of play whatever side of the fence. Like when I first started at Virgin, I was like blow drying my hair out. So like it was it was like really I had to look into the mirror and be like, OK, you know, at some point I was like, look, man, all it, because they started throwing this word authenticity around in the business. Right. Like 2016, mm-hmm. 2017, it started to all be about authenticity and da. And at that time, I wasn't on the air and I, like I was on the air, but not really. I was doing programming. Right. Which I mm-hmm. which I was learning is a totally different beast. That's a marketing and advertising beast. That's the initial part of the conversation. But even when I went into the office, I was dressing completely different. Like I dress, you know, the way a radio DJ would dress now. But when I was director, I was in there, you know, with with the suits and like people used to compliment me like, yo why you dr-? like they couldn't believe somebody in radio dressed this way. You yeah. know what I mean? But that was because I was very conscious of what I had to overcome in those boardrooms, right? Because mm. I was the guy in there being like, yo, why aren't we playing Bodak Yellow? I don't understand. I could show you videos of me in the club with 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23 year old people singing every single lyric of yeah. this record word for word, like 2000 people. I would just drop the beat out and just let it go. Like, I've had so many uphill battles in regards to records, like Travis Scott and Drake, Drake records, believe it or not, like Drake records I've had to, like, go up the hill with, you know, Cardi B records, like, so it it is different when you're approaching mainstream media, but I was very conscious of that, which is why I kind of wanted to ask that question, because, you know, Jamar, you're coming from Chicago. Mm-hmm. right where you were doing the chr the top 40 show there and you didn't really know what chum fm was you're just like wow i think this is a cool opportunity Toronto's a great city but then you yeah, come yeah. into this heritage morning show seat mm-hmm. the roger and Marilyn, and god bless the both of them they're from but they're from very different walks of life so i wonder if yeah. you were like ever looking at yourself in the mirror and be like do i have to
0: be something i'm not or am i, I just dames myself you, from day one from day one like i i full disclosure i didn't and this is no disrespect because I'm just not from this country originally like I didn't know anything about anything I did some you know light research, you know before accepting the position and kind of say Okay, this is different than what I'm used to. You know, for those who don't know I you know I came from radio stations in the United States one in Chicago and a couple of different cities um, that were top 40 CHR but you know i'll tell you in Canada the radio landscape is very different than in the United States, because Ooh, geez, geez. even though, um, you know, there's a, a fight for representation of Black people in the United States, the fight is even tougher here in Canada. Like, oh, yeah. there is major representation, like, like in, in, in certain cities, you have like three, four, five Black radio stations on the, on the air. right? right? And so it's not really a crazy thing to see authentically Black people on the radio, as, whereas in Canada, Toronto specifically, it's like one, maybe two, or maybe a half, depending on how you, so it's like, I found that when I came here and, and started working at, at our radio station, like the, the reactions we were getting from people when I told them where I work or when they saw, you know, the, the press that I'm the one here, like people were like floored. I'm like, wait a second, what is going on? Like, I was surprised. I was like, why are people yes. reacting like this that I'm here? And I'm realizing that like, what was done um, the decision that we all made to come together and work together is something that hasn't really been done here before. It's mm-hmm. an, yeah, it's groundbreaking. groundbreaking. It's groundbreaking. That's that that is the real word. But you know what though? It's it's the
3: timing of it, which I think was like it's perfect. You know, we talk about mainstream representation. We've done a lot of it here. We've talking about people in front of the camera and people behind the scenes. I think, you know, obviously it's more impressionable to be the person in front of the camera, in front of the microphone, and that's what people see, right? Mm-hmm. So while there is importance to that being behind on the other side of things to be that voice in the room to be like yo h and m why did you put that kid in that sweater like yo y'all shouldn't do that because x y <laughs> right. I, and Z, right yeah. Very like, good
1: example. And and, and
3: <laughs> right. Well, well, you know what the funny part
1: they had is, nobody in the office
2: that <laughs> clearly not
3: clear. Like, you know not. what the funny yeah. part about that was i was thinking about this the other day leah and i were doing a podcast at this time so this is going back like three four years ago right yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, I haven't purchased anything from H&M since then, partially because I don't really buy clothes the way I used to. But at the same time, it was just like, nah, like that's you're making a choice. That's, 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 that's just, a, yeah. like it wasn't even about like the prejudice of it was just like literally y'all, who? How stupid are you? You know what I mean? Like, how stupid are you? And not to say mistakes don't happen, but certain things should never happen.
0: But right? once again, like, Dames, it's, it's about having people in the room. Okay. who don't have that blind spot and it's very important you know you know our counterparts of of other races and persuasions man you don't want to be on the other end of, of a situation where you're like I just didn't know like and it's right. something you probably should have known Ignorance. but you had no one yeah. you had some you had no one around you to remove the blinders and be like yo don't do that do this instead don't say that say this instead don't put that out there you yeah know, like what was the one the other
3: what was it bed bath and beyond there, there was some controversy with them in regards to black history my leah i feel like you have the tea on this lay it on me because
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, i laughed at it it was hilarious bed bath and beat no Bad, uh, bath
3: bath and body works or Bath something.
2: and body works was it they put like quinta kente cloths on like um on soap it was ridiculous you remember that they put <laughs> the
3: like kente they cloth do do on that? the soap yeah, yeah i they mean that this so so, yeah, so yeah, what we're seeing so what we're That's seeing crazy. like what we're seeing right there for instance and this is just me just kind of looking at it from the outside right cuz obviously I don't work for bed bath and beyond or whatever whoever right but you're looking at That's people who are works. yeah but, yeah sure, 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 <laughs> whatever, you're whatever.
0: clearly men <laughs> who don't know <laughs> these
3: brands anything
2: with bath but what you're
3: seeing in that particular instance which is exactly what we're talking about is somebody is making a decision to be like hey we want to be inclusive we just don't know how what is the best way to go about this because i don't feel like something like that is malicious but i could be way off i could be wrong i could be way wrong
1: that's like the memes they're like oh all the you know big timers at the office showing up for black issue month and they're in you know, can't
0: take cloth then and and, uh, yeah. the yeah. and, yeah.
1: the so, and what right that's what what I I fit, coming from.
3: Right. But when we talk about this, right, in particular, like we talk about you know having that person in the boardroom to be like, okay, right, this is how we should go about this. You know what I mean? Like, even with us and ourselves, like what we're doing as a brand in terms of uh you know. Representing for Black History Month, traditionally Virgin Radio is a mainstream radio station, and we've mm-hmm. been discussing this, right? So we're trying to, you know, for lack of a better term, just kind of be all inclusive to everybody, right? Mm-hmm. But having Leah head the charge up is, is the best course of action there, because it's like it's something that she she walks and lives with every single day of her life, and she's a representative on the morning show, which has which garners the most attention on the station. So mm-hmm. that is an example of of when it's getting done I, in my personal opinion the proper way it's like hey this is coming up we need to recognize this who can we include in order to execute properly and professionally and who i'm gonna we- change
0: that word who can we empower true you know what i'm saying who can that, we I mean, empower? Not, not not to correct you but no. Like, no, no. i think i think that's a, a a very important like we want people who have you know the correct perspective on certain cultures to be empowered You know, give me the power to to lead this conversation, to lead this effort of inclusivity. And I will show you how we can do it the the right way, the better way, the proper way. And, you know, and
3: I think it's even better. Like this is, you know, this is an example. But, you know, looking down the line, like Caravan is just around the corner. It's going to come around. Hopefully it's 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 happening this year. And now when you're looking at representation, you have, you know, both yourself and azalea who work on chum right and Mm -hmm. and that is a large radio station and they do large things you know what i mean not to say they need to float at at carabana to be like hey we're chum fm but there's the opportunity now to have their brand represented within that audience and build and garner attention within that audience, and it should be executed right the same way. No, that no, hey, we, on, we
0: were on we were on the road last year. We, yeah, we, the same we, way you we, would do we it we play with, like, with Carnival Nations, St. Patrick's Day or whatever, right? Like so,
3: we're
1: skipping the year. Two years, <laughs> years. Two years no. ago, you were on oh, the road. I forget what year it What man with the
0: COVID yeah, and whatnot? But, that's it, yeah. of course. But, but
1: you know, is a major sponsor now for. Yeah. Toronto Caribbean Carolina. which is um,
3: yes, who's
0: yeah. this chum is?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah absolutely. oh, I love absolutely. To hear That's it. That's absolutely.
2: great.
0: And I think I think when we're talking about representation, it's it's about letting uh, companies know that hey, listen, there's a there's a you know our community wants to be involved. You know, true. people are very when people hear Azalea um, talk our talk our Trini talk on 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 Chama, they hear me give a little you know nod to hip hop or reggae culture whatever. The black community. Says, you know what? We actually ride with this radio station, but we didn't know y'all ride. We're riding with without- us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, 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 yeah. so they, 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 really love that. And I, I, we use that example just so those who are in power that listen that, you know, diversity is not, um, it's not really a, like a roll of the dice. It's actually a good bet. It's a very safe bet. You, you know, you'll be doing yourself. A, you know what? A- it
3: is the best part to get. It's the best way to get mainstream.
0: Yeah. When you think about it,
3: you know what I mean? Like sure. when you think about it is like if you were able to cross off all walks of life mm-hmm. and be like, here, you know, we want to represent the city by doing this. And Toronto is the is one of the most multicultural and diverse cities on the planet. You know, yeah. I often feel like for years it's been a bit of a misstep. You know, you want people from all over the globe and we're talking, you know, specifically about, you know, the black or Caribbean or African in this particular conversation, but you know, when you talk about the Filipino population in the city, or you talk about the East Indian population in this, like there's so many cultures to touch and be a part of in the city that you can't, you can't go wrong by empowering somebody from somewhere else.
0: And also it's not really, in a city like Toronto, it's not really being honest. Because if you're if you if you're a media outlet and you're claiming to, you know, represent the city in this city, if you're not diverse, you're just not really honest about your level of representation. Because look at Toronto, right? right like
1: an amazing oh, melting pot, yeah, of cultures. It's great.
0: Great. So I think we all agree that you know, as it pertains to Black History Month and Black excellence, um, Black representation is very very important for so many different reasons, and um, you know. to wrap up, I think we could just all give our thoughts about where we are in our particular um, journey as people on media platforms and where you think the city is in terms of Black representation in the media. Azalea?
1: Um, I think that we are just in beginning stages. Um, And I say that mostly because, I, I mean, who, I can't really think of that many mainstream personalities. Mm-hmm. um who are doing what we're doing kind of thing like I, I mean I guess I could I, I could choose a bit but I still feel like it's a long way to go um mm-hmm. I feel like it shouldn't be as difficult as it is to get more um black people or people of color in certain rooms um but I think that once we are and I'll stick on the you know topic of empowering each other and can You know, be the voices or be the be that representation. Um, I think that you know we're definitely on our way, and it feels good. So I think for me personally, I would say that I do the best that I can to be any sort of representation um, through all all of my shows. Mm -hmm. Like I'll always talk about either something to do. With Toronto, that's something that's going on within the city, and then I'll also talk about something, you know, cultural from the Caribbean standpoint, something about trinity culture, and I'll definitely always talk, especially during Black History Month, all of my shows I've been including uh, different little Black History Month tidbits here and there. I don't know how much um, the rest of the station is doing it, but I'm definitely making sure that I do.
0: That's what's up. Leah, your, your thoughts on that?
2: I would like to say, like, 2019 and before that, I actually felt quite hopeless and helpless in terms of, you know, Black representation in the city and just being able to like see our, or have our voices be heard. I would say 2020 was an actual uh, pivot, uh, an actual like focal point where I could say, I'm not saying that any huge um, changes were made but I can see that change is starting to develop um, similar to Azalea. Um, I think it's only starting now um, and I, but I do see progression. And that's actually very positive. Um, just the fact that I'm in these spaces, uh, that I can feel comfortable in that room in Virgin Morning Studio, um, where I can express myself as a you know, first generation Canadian Jamaican. Um, I can you know, give my experiences on air. We're doing a highlight of Black profiles every single day this entire month. We're sh- shouting out local Black businesses. And it's just being so welcomed and embraced. So just to see that, I would say there's progression, but more to Azalea's point, so much more to come.
0: Like so much more to go as well. That's what's up. Dames.
3: Yeah, you know, echoing the same sentiments, I think at the last podcast or the first podcast in the installment, you know, I bigged up both, you know, Leah and Azalea because they're trailblazing and they're blazing their own path as, you know, women of color in the media business in Canada, you know, to have the positions they have is is definitely something to be proud of. And, uh, you know, as we look forward to the future, Things are looking up, in my opinion, opinion, you know what I mean? Like, we're talking media personalities. Jamar, you're on, you know, a heritage station, a staple within Toronto for eons in terms of radio and FM frequency. You know, Azalea, you're over there as well. Your personality there. Leah, you know, she's in the morning show doing Virgin Mornings. You know, and even when you flip and you look at, you know, television side of things within our company with Bell, you know, having guys like Tyrone, who's the host of the biggest entertainment show in the country uh mm-hmm. you know tracy melcher was on there and then you know even like keisha shante like we're starting to see you know and we always have to an extent i mean master t back in the day that kind of thing but you know i feel like for anybody growing up who wants to get into media as we age meaning our generation comes of age at some point we're going to be in those positions of power that's just the way it goes right so with our lens that we have on now and knowing what it's taken over the past, you know, 15, 20 years for us to get where we are, we're going to open the floodgate for the following generation and the generation after that. So the future looks bright in my opinion, especially here in Canadian media. You know, I said, I started, you know, five, six, seven, eight years ago, and my approach was totally different. I really had to reel it in. Now I'm at a point where it's like, look, I'm an asset if I'm myself. <laughs> there it is. There it is, James. There it is. There it is. Let me do There it is. That's what's up. That's what's up.
0: I'm glad you said that. You know? Yeah, I'll just say, you know, my, my journey in media has brought me, like, all over. I mean, I've been on the radio in three different countries, so many different cities. And, you know, what I've consciously done as, you know, making part of my brand, like, me and all of me. So, like, if you want this, you're going to get all of it. You're going to get... You could get my 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 love for hip hop, soul, RB. You could get my love for reggae, dance, soca, all them things. Like you're gonna get Jamar. And you know, and let I, me just
3: jump in, sorry, and say this because let me just sure. th- you know what? We have to big up some of the people that mm-hmm. let you be you. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like absolutely Sarah Cummins was your PD when you first came here, and yeah. she and and it was like I was sitting back on the sideline, I was like, Wow, you know, because she was right. I didn't know her that long. She yeah. was a PD for Chum FM for a little while before you came in, but she really kind of let you come in. And I remember hearing cast a band on Chum Morning Show, like yep. shortly after you came, you had yep. a show, you know, the party. Um, What was it? The house party with Jamar. During, like she lets you be you. She lets you do your thing. She lets you step outside of morning show hours, with something, which is something that isn't really done. You know what I mean? So as we're talking about, uh, some people of color making their way into those positions. We have to big up the people and the, the allies within the position.
0: The, or, the, you know the, what I mean? You, right. you know, the yeah. dames. These are these are conscious conversations that we all had. And I gotta, you know, big up the people I work with. And like, at mm-hmm. no point have I ever felt constrained by any forces. Right. So people are like, yo, just do you. Like, what's hot? Let us know. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, we need to do this. Kess is in town. Let's bring him in. Let's do this. Let's play a little of this. Hey, a mix show. No, no, no. And it's all it's been all love. But I think. The change is because people are seeing in, in high places that you know bringing in diversity, having this represent, representation is not even it, it's it's a personal um, win for whoever um, helps turn those keys, but mm-hmm. it's also a win for the company when we do that, um, yeah. where where we can do it you know, uh, the best way to affect our business. So you know I would just say to anyone who's watching, who who looks to be in media or is a decision maker media, you know representation on this Black History Month, we need to just understand that representation does matter, and representation is a good thing. And also, if you're looking to get in media, be yourself. You know what I'm saying? Better yourself, like we all have, be yourself. And there are people working in front of the scenes and behind the scenes to open the doors so that more of us can come in. So just stay at it and and, and be yourself, and and things are happening Um, slowly. Change happens slowly, but it's happening. All right. I think, that, I think this was a great discussion today, guys. What do you think?
1: Yes, great. great. Awesome, great.
0: awesome. Well, thank you oh, for right. everybody for listening to our Black, <laughs> I think it was great, our Black Excellence discussions. Thanks, Azalea Hart, Dames Nellis. Thank you to Leah Abrams for uh, just sharing the thoughts with me and the incredible conversation that came from it. And uh, I'm Jamar McNeil. Stay tuned for another week of discussion just like this. Don't forget to subscribe on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcast to listen to even more.